Okay, you guys, let's do this. It's gonna be so professional. Okay. Like, so professional. Here we go. Welcome to the Lab Support Podcast with your host, Michelle Anderson and June Colson, a couple of clean comedians who support each other and others through comedy's wacky and whining roads. I hope you're ready. Kid set, let's go. Since podcasts have a catchy tune, we wrote this song for Michelle and June. Clean comedians are best friends too. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> and you never know what they'll say or do. Here we go, sing with me. I'm gonna support, or, or, with Michelle, who's really short. We'll have a ball, 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 with June, who's really tall. They have fun, 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 interviewing comedians. I'm gonna support, or, or, with Michelle, who's really short. Support podcast brought to you by the Hot Breath Comedy Network. Wow. <laughs> well, there it is. <laughs> Welcome to the Laugh Support Podcast brought to you by the Hot Breath Comedy Network. I'm your host, June Colson, here with my best friend, Michelle, with one L, Van Dusen. <laughs> Good morning. We were just talking about your lighting. I am like literally you blend with your background. Your your pretty porcelain skin is almost the same color as the porcelain painted wall behind you right now. I know. See, this is why I'm going to go ahead and put the black background back up. Yes. Because I'm blending with everything now. I think we should have. I was focused on just how crazy busy that like my background is today. And and, (laughs) we should have focused more on you. We should have, but that's the story of our friendship. It's like, really, June? Could we stop focusing on you and maybe Michelle for a moment? Nope, nope, that's not going to happen ever. It's all good. It's all good. Maybe. I don't know. It's great. It's good. You look amazing. (laughs) It does make your crazy, beautiful eyes pop out. You have the most gorgeous eyes. I'm just saying. I'm saying. Okay. So thank you. Yeah. Here's the deal, Pickle. Uh, I'm feeling good because I had a good breakfast. Do you have a good breakfast this morning, Michelle? I haven't eaten yet. So, yep. Oh, okay. Well, I know our guest that's coming on today had a good breakfast. And I just want to show you <laughs> what I'm going to say starting out is the guest that, that we have coming up, yeah. um, he is absolutely amazing. But what's even more amazing is his wife's cooking. Okay. Oh. So I have been blessed for the last couple of years to be in a mm-hmm. writer's group at this this gentleman's home. And, you know, I mean, the comedians, the writing, whatever, it's okay. He's okay. His wife, her baking, her cooking yes. is amazing. We have these made from scratch, amazing desserts every time mm-hmm. we're there. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you that I probably appreciate that more than anyone because this morning, Michelle, my breakfast this morning, I, I yeah. made an egg. Okay. I just, I made an egg, Michelle. Okay. Here's the okay. pan. Here's the pan I cooked the egg in. <laughs> It's anybody. Like, look at it by my head. It's anybody. This is my favorite pan. You've seen nothing yet. Michelle, the pan got too hot, Michelle. The pan got too hot. Michelle, look what I did, Michelle. It was hot. I didn't want to set it on my counter, so I set it on my towel. Michelle, this is how I cook. So, yeah. Listen. Listen, listen to it. Listen to the towel. Listen. Oh, I was June. like, this is my favorite pan. And he was like, June, that was my favorite towel. Oh, man. So, yeah. 
So this is that that's the deal, pickle. That's how I that's how I cook. Um, I'm glad that he loves me for other reasons. We'll just say that. Oh, but wow. yes, okay. Wow. So our guest today, um, yes, like I said, uh, definitely has been my life support for the last probably two and a half years. And um thrilled to death that he agreed to come on and hang out with us today. So Michelle, tell us who's on the show. Okay. So our guest bio was like several pages long. So mm -hmm. let me just try to hit the highlights. Okay. Ready? <sighs> He's been on, has a special on, or has toured. America's Got Talent, Netflix, Amazon, Dry Bar Comedy, Pure Flix, Huckabee, Warner Brothers, Bananas, Apostles Economy, Thou Shalt Laugh, Comedy Central, Showtime, VH1, Blaze Television Network, Bill Gaither's Homecoming Tours, HBO's Comedy Art Festival, Montreal's Just for Laughs. He's even toured with his toured with his wife, Tammy, delivering a message of hope and inspiration in this laughter and tears on the edge of marriage. So make sure you check out some of his specials, especially like his happy, his happy wife, happy life. And of course, now. And now, June, the pinnacle of his career. I know, to top it all off. Like, yep. here it is. Let's welcome to the Laugh Support Podcast, Jeff Allen. Woo! Hey! <laughs> I got I to gotta correct you on the one thing. Uh, I don't think Tammy and I actually toured. We did one date, got in a huge argument, and that was the end of our whole <laughs> or whatever tour. <laughs> so, that, that's we how were just on a marriage job. Cruise for family life, and uh, day three we got in a huge argument. And I, the guy that hired me, I said, I can't believe it, but on this marriage thing, Tammy and I just had a huge fight. He goes, Oh, join the club. I've heard about a hundred people have already come to us. <laughs> so, anyway, that, that a record for a marriage tour, though, because you guys at least tried. Most people, are we like, tried, no. we got out there. Tammy, Tammy spoke once, and uh, it ran so long between the two of us because I can't shut up either. So it was, uh, yeah, it was just like a two hour thing. And, um, matter of fact, that pastor has never called me back. So uh, was, and wait, th so this was on a cruise and it was, no, this was, uh, this was the, uh, when we went out, um, we, we thought maybe we could speak together and, and, um, as a husband away. And I also said to Tam, I go, I don't think I want to put my marriage up like that because they all seem to fall apart. As soon as you go public with, hey, look at us. God says, okay, we'll have them look at you. But I'll, I'll, I'll show them what I see, okay? And uh, that's that, that, I, I said I don't need that kind of pressure. So I'd rather well, have, we'll, we'll just fix that in post. Not right. that I edit anything. I, the I perception know. of what we are is much better than what we are. So I, I oh, like yeah. the perception. So. Oh, yeah. Well, listen, so our, our uh, podcast is called Laugh Support. And basically, we just kind of jump in. Now, I've had the joy of being in your home and I've been able to hear some amazing stories about your journey through comedy and, and getting started and those kind of things. And um, we wanted to just kind of talk to you, pick your brain a little bit. This isn't exactly the Academy Award list of, you know, oh, I left somebody out. But <laughs> but as you got started in comedy, if you think back in the beginning, uh, you know, we're kind of curious about who who was your laugh support, Jeff, who was there for you when you just began your journey into comedy? Oh, I, um, well, it's interesting. I'm going, I was just in Arizona and I reached out to a, a, an old friend that was, I started in 1978, so a lot of guys uh, that I started with are no longer doing comedy. Some of them have passed away. That's the the joy of getting older is that you know you 
you lose friends. But um, uh, this uh, Jerry Dye uh, was the, the really the first comic I laid eyes on that um, I thought, man, if I could do what he does, you know, he was just everything. There wasn't a word out of place. Everything was just uh, tight, succinct, to the point, and uh, just hysterical. And he, um, uh, but as far as uh, growing up, obviously Carlin Pryor. Uh, I used to wake up and put on George Carlin's Class Clown album in the morning, um, and um, before school uh, to get me going. And um, as far as you know, peers of mine. Uh, you know, you know, Kenny Rogerson, um, these guys were just brilliant comedians and fun to work with them was, and I got lucky. I started in 78. So by 1980, the, the work, the country had exploded with clubs. So there were more mm. clubs actually than comedians. So I was able to hit the road, um, with not much craft and make a few bucks and, and learn the craft of stand up comedy. And, uh, you know, I had a guy come to me Sunday night. I was at Zany's and, um, he wants to start and he goes, what, what advice? I said, I don't know. I, I know there's open mic nights around here and you got to jump in and do it. You know, it's a lot harder than it was when I started today. Mm. Um, uh, just to get stage time. Unfortunately, stand-up comedy is not something you can put together in a studio, uh, like a, a music video. So. I, I don't think that answered your question, but <laughs> no, no, it's uh, yeah. I mean, definitely watching other people and and seeing someone that you want to, you know, you want to emulate and and see how well that they do what they do. I know that you know you're now that person for a lot of people. You know that people watch oh, what well. you do and go, man, I want to like. Uh, just the conversational tone, just the ability to connect with the audience and to, you know, to phrase your wording in a way that, that it paints pictures that people can just step back and and relax and, and have a great time. You know, um, I, it doesn't surprise me that someone came up to you at Zany's and said, hey, how do I do this? But the beauty is, I think, Jeff, what says a lot about you is that someone felt comfortable enough to be able to ask you that question. Oh yeah, I'm. Yeah, it's it's amazing. I've been I've been back to work since August of twenty, and I've been taking pictures. It's funny. <laughs> I just I, I wrote a line the other day. I said, you know, we. Um, I wasn't worried that much about the COVID virus because I used to eat lunch with my grandchildren at the preschool, so I felt I was exposed to every virus God ever created, and. Tammy pointed out this uh, COVID was cr created by the Chinese government. And I said, oh, well, I should be a little more frightened of this one. <laughs> 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 That's right. The, the, the God Almighty didn't create this. I forgot. It was created in, in a lab in Wuhan. So uh, <laughs> I, I got a little more afraid of it then. I go, yeah, you know, I don't, I don't know if we're, we're set up. Uh, to, to to fight this one off. So right, it's got a little more uh, kick to it than a, a preschooler's, you know, little booger that they've wiped off. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I don't There's know. There's no coincidence. My my grandsons were over last Friday, and Tammy's been sick ever uh, since Sunday. So uh, mm. they are just little auger jars that transport 
germs is what mm. they do. So I have that like visual image of pig pen, you know, like I have, exactly. I have twin two year old twin nephews and it is just like the little pig pen where the whirl of dirt and everything is just swirling in as they come in and go. Yeah. Out. You want to, you want to <laughs> shut off all the lights and run a black light over them just to see all the fungus and whatever else is <laughs> yeah. clinging to them. Yeah, that's why I used that, to say you want to do gain of, gain of function research. Just go to a preschool and start scraping cheeks. Yeah. <laughs> Michelle, you didn't experience that raising, you know, 47 boys in your house, did you? That kind of mess. <laughs> yeah, just a little, just just a little. And uh, I'm going to be a grandparent, so I can't wait for the, the new era of... Um, but your immune system must hand. be the Arnold, Arnold Schwarzenegger of immune systems, you know? Actually, mm -hmm. it has because during COVID, I've had um, I became a frat house mom because my college boy brought home COVID sick kids for me to nurse back to health. Oh. My husband had COVID. Like everyone in my house has had it. So yeah, pretty sure my immune system's ready to mm -hmm. take on. Absolutely. Next. Yeah. So Jeff, they uh, <laughs> so they came from college where people were taking you know shots of whiskey and Michelle. What were you giving them shots of? What were you making them take shots of? Wheatgrass juice. We <laughs> oh, you were you were a they hit. Can't taste, it can't smell. I was a big hit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She Lots had the wheatgrass shots going on. So, so Jeff, you you formed this group um, in your house. I remember it was the second year that I went to the CCA. It was the first year that I ever even attempted to step on stage before and um, you came on stage did a little bit of a set and then mentioned hey I'd, I'd like to have a, a group at my house anybody who's interested in you know coming in and writing together and kind of you know supporting each other that would be awesome and I remember reaching out to you I sent a, an email or a message and I'm like I am nobody I've done nothing I've I've literally only been on stage one time um, so I may not be who you were speaking to when you said that, but if you would allow me, I would just sit in the back of the room and just listen and not disturb, you know, the people who know what they're doing. <laughs> and, um, and Michelle, Je Jeff's response was basically like, no, you're exactly what I'm talking about. Right. Like he wanted a mix of people to be in his home, um, to, to write together, which is what has basically, uh, you know, unfolded. In the last couple of years, was that something you had thought about beforehand, Jeff, or or would you mind telling me, like, what was your thought process in opening your home the way that you did? I just, again, I you you know where I live. I live out in the middle of nowhere. So I I finally came to the conclusion that where I live was where artists go to die, <laughs> and uh, I I wanted to be surrounded by uh, young creatives. I started acting class at sixty for no other reason than just to be around younger people who were at the beginning because that's out, you know, you do your thing, you come home, you sit around and do, you know, mow the lawn and whatever, and you go out, you do your thing, you come back. And I wasn't creating anything. So I, I probably used you guys more than you use me, but it was just enough to get me jump started. And um, again, the enthusiasm, out and are are pushing to get to the next level mm. that's you know and it helped me to to want to get to, to the next level of where you know each you're never there i mean whatever I, you know i don't know you know um, i guess if you're packing arenas like kevin hart maybe you 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 don't have to go any farther but 
Um, uh, so I just thought that I had something to offer. Certainly people starting out and you guys offered me the, again, the, um, that enthusiasm. So we kind of fed off each other, but, um, mm. And uh, Tammy, Tammy had all these great baked goods, and she didn't know what to do with them. So, <laughs> yeah, Listen, I, I went all one time, all the way from Oklahoma, yeah. to go have some of this uh, yeah. amazing pie that I heard about. Yeah, yeah, it was nice that there was a writers group, but I heard about the pie, so I showed right, up. exactly. Well, that was you know our our good friend Jason, who um, is no longer with us, but anyway, uh, he he used to say he came for the desserts, so. Yes, and he drove. He drove from, drove from Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Yeah, round trip. Yeah, that's yes. five hours each way. That's uh, that's impressive. Yeah, he. Yeah, uh, so we're referring to Jason Goodall um, that passed away last year, and um, just an amazing, sweet heart of a person. But yeah. he always showed me up because people would be like. June, gosh, you drive because I'm an hour and a half from there. But uh, right. people would say you drive all an hour and a half, and I was like, you know, Jeff Allen ain't driving to Bowling Green, so <laughs> I'm gonna go right. where the people. I are am actually. I'm working Bowling Green coming up, so you're gonna be there with me, right? This is true, yeah. And this will actually air um, within like the Thursday before our show. It looks like, and so, oh, okay. um, so yeah, people, you know, if you haven't got a ticket yet. It's going to be at the Get Capitol Theater here in Bowling Green. And you can go to to um, Jeff's website. And we'll give that at the end. But you can go to Jeff's website, um, his Jeff Allen Comedy website. And you can actually uh, look at his tour dates we'll and you can click down. on there. Yeah, JeffAllenComedy.com. And you can get a ticket to the show if they're still available. Or two, or three, um, I'm super, or I'm super, super yes. hype about this show, Jeff, because... The theater that we're going to be in, you know, I moved here from Indiana and I lived in a town of like 700 people. My family was very poor. I had never seen a theater before in my life. And one of our first field trips in my elementary school in fifth grade was to go see a production at the theater that we're going. That, that we're oh, wow. Yeah, How cool is that? And I remember as a little girl thinking like how amazing it would be to be on that stage and so my senior year in high school, I played um, a part in Bye Bye Birdie. I can't remember the character's name. But anyway, she was um, she was the floozy on the train who was trying to get Conrad Birdie's attention, to which my mother, when people would ask her at the play, oh, your daughter's in the play. And my mom's like, yeah. And they would say, well, who is she? And mom's like, oh, she's the floozy. My daughter's a floozy. Right. Yes, that's what my mom would say. <laughs> so when I finally got on that stage, I was a floozy. So I promise you, when we do our show, I will be a non-floozy when I because okay. clean comedy is floozy. Clean, yes, clean <laughs> comedy is what Jeff Allen does. It's what I do too. And what an honor to be invited to be, you know, a part of that. But um, I will tell you, Tammy, now Tammy at the writer's group, she sets at the bar and she's usually on her laptop and she's working on stuff. And the first few times I came to Jeff's house, we kind of had an exchange. Hey, how you doing? Whatever. And I remember the first time I, I, I got enough guts up to kind of read something that I had written. And she was typing and she leaned up and she went <laughs> and she looked back down and I was like, I got it. I got it. I've got something here, Tammy. Tammy laughed. Tammy laughed. Like, so now yeah, she's, star. if she laughs. Yeah, she know, is not I'm an easy laughing. audience. That's for sure. No, no, but she's been there through it all with you. She's, you know, she's heard the best of the best. She's married to one of the best of the best. So no, it's hard to, um, you don't get a pity laugh from Tammy. Not you at all. Laugh. I don't. That's for sure. I get nothing. 
I said I told her a new line I wrote, and she just looked at me and went, "Oh, yeah, that's that's funny." And then she walked out of the room. <laughs> so, when we were dating, uh, she used to laugh when I was bombing uh, hard because I I mumble things under my breath as I turn around and go get my drink. I would just, you know, here's another one you'll love, you know. And uh, well, I'm sure glad I got out of bed for this, you know. I mean, that's the kind of stuff I would mumble into the mic, you know. <laughs> you know, and turn around and go, here's another one, you know. And then they would just kind of, you know, and. Yeah, I think she enjoyed it more when I was bombing. Uh, and it was funny. I just worked at Cruise for Family Life, and the guy, uh, Michael Goodwin, Godwin? Yeah, yeah. Godwin, yeah. Uh, he, uh, anyway, he was also on the, on the ship, and his wife laughed at everything he did. She sat in front of me and Tammy, and I kept elbowing Tammy. See? She laughs at everything. <laughs> <laughs> you know, nice. just saying Rodland's very supportive so yeah just saying yes <laughs> yes she is very supportive and uh not mine you know she walks out of the room and we get into an argument when i get back to my cabin <laughs> so <laughs> yeah but only on the marriage retreats only on the marriage absolutely <laughs> absolutely yeah you know i mean we want to we just want to be real keeping it real with people right i think that's god's way of telling me i just should stick doing what i'm doing and not um step venture into areas that I'm not qualified to venture into. <laughs> well, I tell you, it definitely comedy. Uh, Michelle and I have talked we, we, a little bit and we're have a, for, a future episode on this, but um, we talk about just the, you know, how lonely it can be when you're on the road and then how difficult it can be for the spouse that's, you know, left behind. Now, most of the right. time, Michelle and I are hearing from, you know, male comedians talking about their wives and their struggles, but, you know, we, we obviously are married to dudes um, and the struggle is real for them too. So I wondered, you know, as far as laugh support, um, looking back in the journey, cause you, you've been very transparent about the journey that, that yeah. Tammy and you have been on. Is, is there something that you would tell a comedian starting out before they hit the road, just a piece of advice that might save them a little bit of the heartache that maybe you and Tammy had faced as far as how to be supportive to one another in this, this type of industry. Well, it's interesting. The guy that came over to me at Zany's the other night, um, when I married Tammy, I was a comedian. Mm -hmm. And when, I, when we had our marital problems, she had come to me and said, you know, I kind of, kind of sort of thought I knew what I was in for. Mm -hmm. um, and we're also the kind of people that need our time alone, you know, and that's where the balancing act comes in is just trying to figure out, you know, you have, you're entitled to a life as a husband and, and she's entitled to a life as a wife. And then you share a life together and balancing those things are, are the hard part. But I looked at the guy's wife and I said, are you supporting him on this? And she said, absolutely. I said, that's everything. Because I've seen more marriages break up because the woman married a plumber, and now he's out on the road for the three three weeks out of the month doing comedy, and he's going, I can't believe she's leaving me. And I go, Well, she married a plumber, <laughs> right? And if you didn't can can sit down with her and tell her this is a dream of mine and get her on board, um, then what do you expect? I mean, it's it's a hard thing to be alone especially if you're raising kids oh my gosh um you know i remember getting audited i got 
they said, how many days a year are you on the road? And I looked down on my sheet and it said 228 days and it hit me. No wonder she's leaving me. Mm, She's right. She didn't sign on for 200 plus days, not being married and not having a husband at home. So anyway, we, I went home and we readjusted, you know, our our lifestyle. I said, if we can cut it in half, I don't have to be on the road as much. You know, we were barely making it anyway, but, but I think that's, the advice for certainly if you're starting out, understand that both parties need to be on board. I remember I was going to support a golfer friend of mine and uh, financially just with a little bit of money. And I uh, went and sat with his wife. I said, uh, what he's about to embark on is hard and it's a lot of travel. Are you supporting him? And he, she said, absolutely. And I said, okay, then I'll help you out. But that's the important thing is that they, whoever it is, man or woman, that they know what is entailed. And that's the thing I told the guy, you know, you're going to have to get in a car and drive to Huntsville to do an open mic. You're going to have to get in a car to drive to Birmingham to do an open mic. You're going to have to get, you know, I remember when Dusty Slay was um, uh, coming over to the house, mm-hmm. Dusty would drive to Michigan for a one-nighter from Nashville, turn around and come home. And I, I remember telling Tammy when he left, I said, he's going to make it because that's what it takes. You know, and I, I couldn't do it to, well, at my age. I couldn't do it now. But, I mean, that's what I was willing to do, you know, just get in a car and drive seven hours or whatever for, for 20 minutes or 30 minutes of stage time. And it was never about the money. Um, it was about just getting some craft built up because when you get your craft built up, you know, people talk about you and the work will come, you know. But mm-hmm. the... Um, the the important thing, especially if you're married, if you don't have spousal support, the stress is just going to, it'll just kill you. It'll rip you apart. Mm. Yeah. And it seems like it, when things do go wrong, especially like, uh, you know, if, if I'm gone and the toilet breaks or, you know, whatever happens, it's all good. My, my husband is the person who handles those things, but I can imagine as the wife of a comedian, I was the wife of a firefighter and a fire chief, you know, and he was on 24 at the fire department. When we first married, he was on 24 at the fire department, then 24 at EMS. So he was only home every third day. So I constantly, and I was raising two boys, felt like that single mom, but it was like every time, you know, if something went wrong around the house or the boys got an injury or something like that, it was always, he was always on shift. And I could talk to other firefighter wives who got that, you know, who were like, oh my gosh, you know, and, and we would try to support each other. But as far as comedy goes, I don't know of a like, you know, comedian spouse uh, support group <laughs> that's out there. And, and and sometimes it's great. That's why at your house, it's great to be around people who you don't have to explain really deep. You can say a couple of words and people are like, oh, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. But they don't necessarily have, right? No. What, what we have. Well, the best thing uh, that when, when it was funny, we were going to a church. We're not social animals, so we were going to a church when we first moved to Nashville for over a year. And uh, there was a point where a thousand people were leaving on Sunday after a year being there. I said to Tammy, "Point out somebody we know here," and we didn't know anybody out of all these people. Wow. So anyway, I was out on the road with the Gaithers at that point. I went to Buddy Green and I said, uh, man, I, I got to get connected at our church. Uh, there's just 
you know, he goes, where do you go? And I go, Christ Community. He goes, oh, we go there. <laughs> you, you go to Christ Community? He goes, yeah. He goes, when, what service do you go to? And I said, the nine o'clock. He goes, oh, we go to small group in there. And I said, really, what kind of small group? He goes, well, it's not listed. It's for artists and their wives. So anyway, we started going, and that's when really church began for us, was to connect with six or seven couples that were in the same line of work we were in. So Tammy was able to, like you said, you know, when you talk to a firefighter wife, you talk to a musician's wife who's home for two weeks at a time or whatever. And it's just, you know, you, you, add, you realize your feelings, you're not crazy. Yeah. Because you want to put up a strong front, but you're lonely, you know, and Tammy and I are finally at a point in our marriage where she can at least be honest with me about all that stuff. You know, she said to me a few weeks ago, she goes, since uh, Aaron moved away, our grandchildren used to be a quarter mile from our house. So she mm, said, I'm yeah. just really lonely, you mm. know, that used to fill the void, being able to get the kids over and my son over and stuff. And um, so um, I told her, you know, I can cut back. Just, you know, but you got to tell me, you know, I mean, I'm going to put my head down and just do what's in front of me. So, um, but it's a, uh, important to have some kind of support from people who understand what you're, because when you complain, I remember complaining to friends of mine who were steel workers years ago. And he goes, you know, Jeff, <laughs> you might want to call one of your comedian friends. <laughs> yeah. Your complaints, you know, at least you're working and you're not unemployed and, uh, you know, working an hour a night really isn't, uh, you know, you're breaking my heart is what they were telling me. You know, you're, <laughs> you know, so, yeah. so it helps to have people in the same line of work that you're, you know, if you're going to complain about, um, you know, stuff. So. Right. Right. And the people that, that just get that. Now, if you guys decide that you're packing up and you're moving somewhere close to the grandkids, I'm just no. saying, find a subdivision no. where there's an extra house for Junebug and her family. Because wherever you guys go, I'm following. No, we're, uh, <laughs> we're, we're staying put here. I'm going to be buried in the backyard like Elvis, man. That's where. Yeah. <laughs> we just did a rooster cleanse. So we, 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 we went CIA on our roosters. We had seven roosters. And um, I assassinated two. Tammy says you can't be shooting a 12-gauge off in the neighborhood. So, and, I, and and don't email me about, you know, you weren't living with seven crowing roosters 24-7. So anyway, we started sneaking them off in the middle of the night. Like we, we were doing a coup like the CIA does. They just, they just we'd wait for them to go to sleep. She'd wrap a towel around one. We'd take them off into the woods. And we convinced ourselves they have a good life now. They're free, you know. Yes. <laughs> Dogs though, will they find their way home? Will they just? I don't know. I told her one day. I said, "Watch, we'll find these two ratty old roosters crowing at our fence one morning." You know, we apparently you 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 forgot about us. You know, so. Oh, so you can't eat rooster? Like no, you can't. I don't. I don't. I don't. We don't do that. They're um. Matter of fact, one of the Hispanic um landscape guys took one. Took him ten seconds to catch him. And they tied him to a tree like a dog. They just wrapped something around his little leg, and they put him on the tree. They finished my yard, and then they took him home. And Tammy says, you think they're going to eat him? And I said, either that or fight him. I don't know, you know. Um, yeah. They oh, caught yeah. a couple uh, uh, of those rings in some area around uh, Dixon, Tennessee, where I live. Um, uh, I guess it's illegal. I don't know. But um, it's, I oh, didn't yeah, care. I 
I think it's absolutely illegal, maybe in the United States, but I, no lie, not long ago, I was at a restaurant here in Bowling Green, and my, I think it was my oldest son was like, do you know who that is? Do you know who that is? And he's pointing out some guy, and I was like, I have no idea who that is. He goes, he's famous. He's famous. He's like a, he's like a world champion uh, cockfighter, and like, that's, you know, that's his thing. And I go, what? <laughs> Oh, you know this, like, right? He's all over Instagram. No, he goes places where it's legal, and he's like a millionaire from these rooster fights and stuff. But, but his first question, Jeff, was, "Mom, do you know who that is?" Right. <laughs> no, I don't know who that right. is. Yeah. Like, why would I know? Who that You're not on the email is? list, June. You're not on the uh, the notification <laughs> list from Instagram when he posts no. a video. I missed it. I missed it. I wasn't scrolling through and checking out <laughs> who the latest world champion of cockfighters are. Like, what in the yeah. world? But anyway, well, I'll tell you where you need to scroll, people. You need to be scrolling through Instagram. You need to be checking out Jeff Allen's comedy. Um, you can find him a little bit of what, anywhere. Jeff Allen Comedy on Facebook, YouTube, yeah. Jeff Allen Comedy on Instagram, Jeff Allen Comedian on Pandora, Jeff Allen on iHeartRadio. For sure, check out his dry bar specials and anything. And on Amazon Prime now. Oh, okay. I got an email from a friend of mine that said him and his wife watched the um, one of the dry bars on, on uh, Prime, Amazon Prime. And. Awesome. Um, yeah, he was. Um, he said, "My gosh, you're actually witty." So. <laughs> yeah, isn't that great? How isn't many? Great? Um, I was gonna say, how many? How many dry bar specials do you have? I have a couple, um, and I'm I, I'm contemplating whether or not I want to I, I want to work on a third. I got some stuff that's a little different, but um, I um, I don't know. We're working. I'm working on. June was there with the Robert G. Lee the reading, and we've mm -hmm. we've made some changes i'm working on a book i figured the book will be first and then if we build a show around that but um we we when we read that script it was um <laughs> it was a little tammy sat in the corner and cried the whole time she goes mm -hmm. we were such horrible people you know it's back and uh from my 30s that that decade where um i went from atheism to agnosticism to belief you know in um in that seven or eight years in that period and what we went through as a couple. Um, and I'm trying to find a humor in it. I've, I've, uh, I'm, I just wrote a bunch of stuff on adulting. Uh, cause that's, I started adulting at 31. So I feel I have a lot in common with today's millennial and, um, mm. I'm trying to find a kindred spirits out there. People in their thirties. I know what you're going through. I really do. <laughs> yeah. One of the things I was laughing about was when I met Tammy, I, I brought her into LA into my apartment and I had a mattress on the floor and a 13 inch black and white TV uh, with no cable. And, and, and I'm not talking HBO. This, there was no cable. It was a battery operated television, 4D batteries. So oh, wow. <laughs> I said, I think, I, I think we got enough to watch this movie, you know? <laughs> you know? And then you you look for mood lighting, you know. I go, well, I need a flashlight, so I had to take some of the batteries out of the TV. You know, I'm, you know, <laughs> you know so I wasn't uh, I wasn't the catch that I thought I was. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> hopefully, I can find the humor in it, uh, and then we'll uh, we'll soften out some of the harder edges of um, what uh, what our life was like thirty years ago. But uh, we made it uh, so far. And um, uh, 
and I and I told her the other day, and I mean this with all my heart. I said I didn't. I'm falling deeper in love with her as the time goes on, and I think this is the way it's supposed to be, um, because um, our bodies are falling apart. <laughs> You need a deeper love to put up with some guy who can't get out of the chair without grunting, groaning, moaning, and bitching about <laughs> all the aches and the pains and the whatevers, you know. So, yeah, ain't that, that the truth? I think it's. Um, I think that's why Jason now he's had perfect vision, and now all of a sudden he has to have readers, you know. And I believe that right. that's like just the softness. That's just God softening. Anything that's happening in my face just is there you go. blurry to there you. It's a natural filter. Like, no, but yeah, baby, don't put the glasses on. Take the glasses yeah, off. You don't want Like, that's sexy. I like it when you do yeah, it. Yeah, my mother got LASIK, and she said, I didn't realize how old and wrinkled I was. She goes, I don't know if this was a good. And my house is filthy. She said, oh, my gosh. <laughs> I was a lot better not knowing this stuff. So. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes that clear vision is um it's a little more frightening. Just go back and, and make it fuzzy again. Right. That's how I feel about. You know what we're doing now? It's so funny. Um I am doing this thing on uh I, I I went to a hormone doctor at her request and uh it turned out I have low testosterone and high estrogen. And um I said, you know, that explains all the HGTV I'd been watching. But um <laughs> And uh, I'm not making this up. The other night, I'm standing there, and Tammy's got some kind of vibrating exfoliator thing she's doing on her face that she does every night. She put, she goes, you know, you need to do this. And here's how you do it. So I ended up putting all this stuff on with cotton pads and, and then moisturizer. And she goes, you know, we should have spa night. And I started to think about it as I was walking to my bed. And I go, you know, that might actually be fun. <laughs> so maybe there is something to this high estrogen thing i'm not sure you know i don't know but uh we'll probably i'll put a picture out if we do the mask she says i'll, I'll get you a mask and uh she does my toenails and fingernails um all the time she goes you just need to let people know that you have someone in your life that cares for you you know nice. that was the nose and ear hair trimmer gift she gave me um she wanted me to keep my grooming up because women will look at me and think I don't have a woman in my life if I'm all ungroomed, you know? So, oh yeah. 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 Like anybody thinks this way, but her. So yeah. see my, well, my think, daddy hot dog had me where I didn't trust any man with clean fingernails in a clean garage. Dad's like, I mean, you <laughs> don't know how to work June bug. He can't fix your car. And I'm like, how about I just marry a man who, Buys me a car that works, Dad. Right, exactly. <laughs> that would be nice. You know, believe it or not, some of those guys hands. actually could afford a car that runs. You know, yeah. yeah I remember shaking my father-in-law's hand. He was a um, pipe fitter and blue collar. He calluses on calluses, and the mm -hmm. first time I shook his hand, he looks at it, his hand like it was a snot rag. He goes, "What do you do?" <laughs> yeah, I hit golf balls and tell jokes. You know, so. Yeah, not a hard-working guy. Mm. Michelle, what were you thinking? I saw the little wheels turning in oh, your brain. I was thinking, you know, if, if Tammy's suggesting a spa night, uh, that's really, because I've suggested that before. I just wanted to have, like, some massages, you know, or, or someone to rub my feet. Right. So I think um, the fact that you're like, yeah, I'll do it. 
I just I have to figure out now how to get Ross with lower or higher estrogen. Lower estrogen, a uh, higher yeah. estrogen, lower testosterone. Apparently, that's the that's the trick because I can't think of a period outside of now where I would have went, oh sure, you know. But now it's like you know, yeah. I don't care. I you know, I, I used to see pictures of my sons getting their toenails painted by their daughters. You know, my my granddaughters would be painting my son, and I go, you know. There was a time I would think that was weird, but I don't know. You know, everybody seemed to be happy in the video. Nobody seemed to be being tortured. <laughs> so, anyway, I'll uh, honor her wishes. Yeah, little ones will do that to you. They'll take you out of your comfort zone, and you'll find yourself do. Especially, I think it's the kids one thing, but the grandkids because oh. you do have that softer heart by then, and then the patience, the level yeah. of. You know, like grandparents are emotionally more prepared and more stable parents than the parents. I'm not sure. Yeah, <laughs> Tammy sure always says we'd, we'd be better at it now. And I go, of course we would be. We're, you know, older and more patient. And, you know, I'm not running from to and fro trying to keep the roof over their heads, you know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you live, you learn. Well, Michelle, this has been an amazing interview, don't you think? Yes, absolutely. Um, thank you so much, Jeff. I appreciate everything that you shared. Oh my gosh. Um, you know, you, one, one of the things that you said at the very beginning though, and I'm, I'm kind of curious about, you said to one, a young comic that it's actually harder now than it was then. Was it because mm -hmm. there's not as many um, clubs out there or because well, there's not as many opportunities, you know, and, and a lot of the clubs, every city you went into, they were grooming their own stable of open micers mm -hmm. to MC and do middle spots because it saved them money on, on housing and hotels. They would pay, you know, when I started as a middle, they paid my hotel or they put me up in the, in the, in the apartment. Mm -hmm. So when you, if, you know, like Zany's here in Nashville, Lenny who ran the club always was working open mics two nights a week to try to find local comics mm -hmm. that he could use during the week, but that's not there anymore. I mean, I do clubs now for a night. I go in on a whatever night, Tuesday, Wednesday, Monday, you know, Saturday. And I've been finding a lot of success with the um, Saturday and Sunday, four and five o'clock shows, which allows the club mm -hmm. to keep their regular lineup and do their seven, seven thirty shows. And um, so that works out for everybody. It's like an extra show for the club. But um, again, I'm, I reach out and tell them I need a clean opener. And I'm finding that that's harder and harder to get for 15 minutes. I, you know, I just, you know, 15 minutes. And, and again, I don't, I mean, I can do an hour and a half, but if I'm working five days a week by the fifth day, my throat's dried out and, you know, I'd rather mm -hmm. not push it that like that, but it is harder just because uh, they're not using um, low uh, MCs and middles. You know, yeah. um, the, the, you know, I get a guy that goes up and doesn't uh, 15 minutes. This last week I was in, um, in St. Louis. The guy that opened for me was actually headlining. They had a smaller room next door, a 60 seat or 70 seat room called the garage. It was the uh, helium. And uh, he was actually headlining that room. Uh, he just mm -hmm. they just said, hey, you want to go up and open for Jeff? And he said, sure. So he did 15 mm -hmm. minutes in front of it. So it was great. I mean, you got to. But um I don't, again, I, 
I don't think I could, I don't know if I'd have the ambition, but you, uh, I tell everybody, you're going to be willing to get up and move because it's, you got to go where the work is Yeah. and find the open mics. And, and, and it bothers me. June knows this. We tried to start one up here where we were given the open micers mm-hmm. 15 minutes and everybody, you know, because 15, you get a chance to develop some craft, yeah. you know, when you're doing three. My gosh, how many shows you got to do to put together 15 or 20 so that you could put yeah. your video together and go out and seek opening act work, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a vicious cycle. Yeah, it was, uh, that was just huge to be able to go and, and perform with, um, yeah, I mean, just amazing, talented people. Most of the rooms that I go into, I'm like the least uh, experienced comedian in the room because I've been doing it such a short amount of time, but you're right, Jeff, just recently I went to, uh, I was at Zany's and I was talking to some comedians who do quite a bit of time that are friends of mine. And, uh, you know, I was talking about how my son is about to graduate high school and, um, you know, I have, I've tried to honor my family because I know I only have so much time with my kiddos at home. Right. But I also know that God's been like, okay, now, now is going to be the time you can move a little faster and go a little farther. Right. And so I went and I spoke to, you know, a couple of, a couple of the guys there. And I was like, you know, I don't want to spin my wheels in random places and open mics that I'm not going to develop, be seen or see people. And, um, and really it was just kind of this, like, I mean, they were kind they were kind of like, yeah, there's, not a lot, you know, it was like you said, it's just, it's just more difficult. But then I always hear, you know, whether they have a hard time finding a clean female, you know, opener and, and that kind of stuff, but it's hard to be seen for people to even know I can do that. I can do that. (laughs) Like I'm here, I'm right down the road. I can do that, you know? And so it's going to be an interesting next phase uh, of the journey, but even like as a, a female and clean comedy, um, when I do see people on stage, they usually are not reflective of what I do and how I do it. It's very right. rare to see a woman on stage at a club at the level of Zanies that is clean. Most of the time, it's completely the opposite of what I do. So it, yeah, TMI is what yeah. I've always said. It's a little, little too much information for me, but. Yeah. And it does make you think, well, okay, so they're not looking for anybody like me if this is, you know what I'm saying? And so you're right that, that what we did have there and, and, uh, but that kind of, you know, I remember the last time that we did that open mic, you couldn't be there. Ken Davis came and um, hung out with us and, you know, ran the show that night or whatever. And we were all kind of joking about the COVID thing. Like he wouldn't shake anybody's hands. And we were kind of joking. Right. And we were kicking feet, you know, that kind of deal. That next weekend I had a show in Memphis. And by that Wednesday, it was done. Everything was, it was. Yeah. But one of my last memories of comedy before COVID was that open mic was, you know, being there and, and doing that. Yeah, that we miss really it. Cool. I, uh, we went over, they have a new uh, owners of the restaurant there and I went over there and um, I, I didn't get the vibe that there was anything they were interested in. Yeah. They gave me the classic, oh yeah, please reach out and we'll, uh, but they're, they're slammed um, unlike the other people that owned it. Oh yeah. Um, they're, they don't need customers they have plenty of customers so yeah yeah, yeah. gotta find but a place I, uh, to tammy's talked to me about it um where we 
you know, we should look around and see if we could find something else because it was it was fun to do. I mean, I enjoyed it um, just because it was close to home and and to be able to just, you know, they're doing the new Material Mondays at uh, right. Zany's, but those are established headliners. Yeah. I mean, really established people like Nate yeah. Bergazzi, Theo Vaughn, those people, John Christ. Yeah. Um, and um, so it's not even an, an open mic for, for open no. micers. It's like it is a cool vibe you know. though. Like if you see the the open mic, the uh, new material Mondays at Zanies. If you're anywhere near Nashville, I've been able to go and watch Jeff Allen, Jeff Jenna. Yeah. I've seen Theo Vaughn. I've seen John Chris. I've seen Dusty Slay. I mean, it, you're yeah. you know, it, it's all it's it's really good stuff. But you're right; it's not a random open mic. This is no, not at all. And, yeah. and I finally have stuff now where I, I, I was working a, the uh, AGT America's Got Talent set when I was there, which wasn't really new material. I was just trying to work that out. So it was. Now I would have a blast. I got a sheet of stuff that I'd love to read off of and 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 get the vibe of the audience on what is and isn't connecting. You know. But it was okay, interesting. So I bombed. I bombed the one night I went in there. I told Tam. I came home and I said, "You know how long it's been since I felt dry mouth and sweaty pits." And <laughs> she goes, "I thought you didn't care." I go, "I care. Everybody cares. Nobody wants to stand in front of a room full." And I realized what happened was I, I was hitting the stage the way I hit it with people who know me. Hey, everybody! You know, and they're looking. Who's this old big mouth? You know. <laughs> So the next week I went in, I sat on a stool and I said, hi, I'm Jeff. You know, it's, I'm, you know, and we kind of warmed to each other, you know, and, uh, and then it was fun. I had a good time, but, uh, yeah, it had been a while since I, uh, I got, you know, they got that feeling of, um, just, you know, this isn't, oh, yeah. and you know, I wanted to leave. I did. I just wanted yeah. to go, you know what, this isn't connecting and I don't need to work. I'm, I'm leaving, <laughs> you know, but I'm proud of myself. I stuck it out, you know to the chuckle or two that I got for five minutes and, and walked off. So, mm. Mm. okay. So you just said something about, um, you'd like to read off a sheet. So on like new material Mondays or when you do work new stuff, do you bring notes with you? How, how's that work? Or is it all still just off of? Road well, it's head? interesting. I, um, I work and stuff in my show now and I, um, I try to memorize one or two lines um, yeah, I'll give you an example. I, I, a story about my memory's not going, I, my memory's not that good. So I saw this ad for Prevagen that the, uh, the memory pill, I'm sure you've seen it. It's all, and all these old people going, I, I remember my grocery list now. I don't need anything else. I don't <laughs> so I was ready to pull the trigger. And then I saw that the key ingredient came from a jellyfish so then i thought well do jellyfish have good memories how do they know that you know I'm, the only time i've ever seen them was on the shore you know gasping for life because they forgot to go back out with the tide you'd think there'd be <laughs> one thing so that whole thing started with just the concept of do jellyfish have good memories you know mm. and and now i've written it's funny I'm trying to write more and more because it's getting absurd. I'm, I'm at a point now where it's, you know, it's trivia night at the bar. Oh, no way. We just saw six jellyfish go in. We'll never beat them. You know, and the, the final Jeopardy answer is Mr. Jellyfish. I, I, I want to, because I look at the audience and I go, 
all right, I got one more and then we'll, we'll get off the jellyfish. You know? Yes. Yes. And, uh, so anyway, I'm trying to write three or four more. And, and, and again, I remember when I'm putting stuff together, I re I'll remember the first line, the fourth line, the eighth line. And then the next night I'll remember the first, second, third, seventh, whatever. And eventually it all comes together. And, and, and I just initially listened for, if there's a connection with the audience, they, they get the absurdity of it or the, the, Belief, because I I believe this, if you start with a truth, there is a pill called Prevagen, and then you look at what makes it, and then you know I was writing stuff about I really believe the pharmaceutical companies just make things up to sell things, you know, and the you know daytime TV. I was talking to Tammy yesterday. I go, do you watch it? Because I'm in the if I'm in a room in a hotel, I got it on. I don't really watch it. But every ad, it's like QVC for the pharmaceuticals. It's like every uh -huh. ad is, <laughs> yeah. they're selling some th disorder, some, you know, and I got them all, every one of them. I mean, I could buy them all. I should be, you know, stuck with an IV in my neck 24-7. <laughs> I should have a bag full of pills I'm taking constantly based on just the, the commercials. Mm-hmm. But I, I with New Material Monday, because the time is five minutes, four minutes, whatever. Mm. I don't want to waste it fishing around. So I would bring, I would just bring up notes and go sit on the stool and go here. I'm going to read some stuff to you. And yeah. Just give me a yay or nay. And, and then the more comfortable I get with it, I can kind of get a feel for what will work for me. Yeah. And okay. you'll see, I mean, you'll see people at that with notes, with their cell phones, they're pulling their cell phones out, they're scrolling through, looking at, you know, so that, I think that's the difference. It is headliners. It's not your general, like, you know, open mic situation, but it is a safe place pretty much for the headliners to be able to do like what Jeff said, just sit on the stool, have your notes, read the thing, pick up your phone, which was, is not something that you would see them do on a stage in front of 5,000 people, they're not going to yeah. walk over and scroll through their cell phones. No, so. when they're paying you that kind of money, they don't want to see, and they don't want to see a work of new stuff. Yeah. You know, yeah. I just told Tam, I said, you know, I remember Carlin saying that George Carlin's tried to do a minute a week. Doesn't mm -hmm. sound like a lot of comedy. If I can do one minute a week, but at the end of 52 weeks, he had a new HBO special. Yeah. Wow. It adds up, you know, yeah, and, brilliant. um, I'm, I'm going to try. I, I've, I've never looked at it that way. And I'm trying to do the Seinfeld red X thing where every day I write and I put an X on the calendar oh, yeah. and try not to break the chain. I broke the chain about two days ago. I couldn't, I, I just didn't sit down and do anything. So um, I'm starting back up again. I had about 20 some consecutive days where I sat down and thought about what I do, you know? Yeah. And um, So would you try to write, um, like a one-liner or were you, you know, trying to write? It's interesting. So, you know, he said that it wasn't about producing. It was about the discipline of yeah. being there. Mm -hmm. So that way it took the pressure off of, I'm not, because that's where I always got up and left because I'd get frustrated after three or four minutes. I'm going, I can't think yeah. of anything. This is nonsense. So then I started journaling and scribbling drivel on a piece of paper. So I, I'm trying to write premises again, you know, my memory's going, you know, and that started really with the neighbor lady who said she had to take a cognitive test to get her license renewed. And that story came where I said, cause she's sharp. She's not for 78. She's sharp. 
She really is. And she said the memory thing through her. And apparently they give you five things and 20 minutes later, you got to recall the five things. And that's when I thought about it and going, you know, I'm never hanging on to my license because, <laughs> you know, the grocery store is eight minutes away and nine minutes later, I'm calling Tammy about the three things she gave me to remember. To buy, yes. You know? yes. So, Maybe you need a jellyfish pill. Well, that's it. That's what kind of where it all started with, you know, and then I've been recalling Prevagen throughout my show. I realized I didn't realize how many times I talk about how bad my memory is, you know. And the last line I, I did the other night, this will probably get you some emails, but um, I said, <laughs> we'll I said well, the good news is if my if my mind completely goes by the time I'm 73 or four, I could always run for president. So <laughs> it's a joke. Don't email anybody. Just shut up. Get over you. it. Yeah. Get over it. There's a lot of people would vote for him, obviously. Right. So there's that. Or did they? Who knows? Okay, yeah. now we're going there. Now we're going there. Yeah. <laughs> Look I don't you know. Started, Jeff Allen. Look what you started. Uh, well, Jeff, we want to thank you so much for being here with us today. Again, well, thank you guys. Check Jeff out on jeffallencomedy.com and all of his social media. You can find him on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. And I am out and about all over the country. So um, please um, come yeah. on out. It's much better live. <laughs> it is. <laughs> yes. Though, oh, like, oh, it good. is. Praise God for the live stage opening back up and all these Zoom, whatever, you know, people are still doing it. Now people are yeah. still doing Zoom shows for whatever, you know, whatever they what I know why they're doing it because people are still paying you to do it, so that's why they're doing it. <laughs> well, I just had a a show in Maryland that um, they all they wanted was an audio intro to a video of mine. They're going to play. They didn't want me there live, and they were shocked to find out I was actually doing live shows. Wow. So there are people that still haven't kind of gotten over, you know. Yeah, the New England moved on, States. and that's fine. Again, I I don't you know whatever your yeah choices are, just don't. Put your boot on my neck and keep me down, you know. Yeah. I only yeah. got so many more years left, man. I can't be sitting in my basement. <laughs> no. And, and <laughs> no, of course, Jeff is in Tennessee. I'm in Kentucky. Kentucky was kind of weird about it, but I'm right in between Indiana and Tennessee. And both areas during 2020, 2021, there were plenty of places out there that people are like, COVID, what? What are they talking right. about? Y'all, come on now. We got the barn open. Wait, there was a shutdown? When? Yes, exactly. I, I'm, I'm curious. Exactly. I'm in Oklahoma. When When did we shut down? I don't know anything about this. Yeah. I remember some right. masks and quarantine right. for 14 days at a time. But other than that, what are you talking yeah. about? Exactly. <laughs> Well, exactly. I'm glad that, uh, that you're back out there. Um, definitely, guys, all of his show dates are on JeffAllenComedy.com, I know, because I was yep. looking a little bit ago. And um, again, reminder that I will get to be opening for their amazing yes. Jeff Allen. I tell looking people, forward to it. Like, you know, you don't have to come for me. I've been telling all my friends in the area, you don't have to buy a ticket for me. But I'm telling you, if you want to come see me, you're guaranteed a good show because of who's yes. the actual you know, headliner. Well, Michelle, of the, yeah. And Michelle, the next time I'm in Oklahoma, you reach out ahead of time so that we can, we can work it out where you open. Um, okay. All right. Yeah. And, Everybody uh, hear that? Did all our listeners just hear that? Everybody yes. knows. <laughs> but you got to do it. I'm not going to remember. So, yes, sir. Unless right, I'm yeah. on Prevagen, unless I'm Prevagen. on the Prevagen, maybe I'll be sharp. I was never sharp. So this could be a whole new world for me. So. <laughs> 
Well, Deb, we're going to scoot you back to stage. If you got just a second to stick around, um, we'd love to talk to you for a moment after the show and tell you thank sure. you. And, yep, um, but that's going to be it for this episode of the Laugh Support Podcast. It's been awesome. Jellyfish is going to be stuck in my brain. We used to have a, a, a pastor that my son could not, my, Michelle, my son couldn't deal with him because he bought his own brand new white tennis shoes. And this pastor walked up and goes, oh, new shoes. And he stepped on the toe of his <gasps> shoe and scuffed it. Oh, and oh. that was it. That was it. And so my son would just oh. be like, he drives me insane. Well, then one day I was like, come on, man. He's just, he's trying to be cool. And he walks up to Trey and he goes, Trey, what's up, buddy? And he puts his fist like to do the fist bump. And when yeah. Trey leaned towards him, he goes, oh, jellyfish, jellyfish, jellyfish. <laughs> No, no, and I'm no, like, no. Okay, Trey, you win. You win. He's not cool. I was trying to, you know, I mean, he's doing the Lord's work. I was trying to help the guy out. So, Michelle, yeah, every, time we, every time we close, I, I think, yeah. I think, you know, we, we're still trying to find the closer for you. Um, oh, uh, I got it. I got, I got a closer now. I got it. Do you? Okay. Cause I was going to tell do. you, today could just be jellyfish, jellyfish, if you can remember. <laughs> jellyfish. jellyfish. <laughs> no, but. Uh, you got it? Okay. I got getting, it. Oh, and she has it on paper, y'all. Okay, so that's it for this episode of the Laugh Support Podcast. Don't forget that you can check us out. If you want to see our faces, you can find us on YouTube and Vimeo. 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 Uh, yes, and on the Creative Motion Network on Roku TV. And you can also listen to us anywhere that you get your podcast. Amazon, Apple Podcasts, Audible, Spotify, Player FM and others. It has been an absolutely wonderful day. Um, We were just blessed. Thank goodness Jeff Allen joined us today. It's been great. You guys, as always, remember that Jesus and Junebug loves you. And Michelle, what is this epic closer today? A smile is a seed and a frown is a weed. So go plant some seeds today. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. (laughs) That's perfect.